uh, we have a more than able replacement, I think. Uh, another Mike in the house, Mike Trude. And uh, Mike does both radio and television for the Salukis. How you doing, Michael? Doing well. How are you? Good. Did you have a good Christmas? It was uh, really, really nice. Saw Great. lots of family, my friends, tons of people over. It was really, really nice. Wanted to get your take before we do this uh, little year in review segment, which we thought would be fun. But uh, your take tonight on SIU opening the conference at Indiana State. The Sycamores, uh, they're not uh, somebody you can take lightly. No, they're not. But the Salukis have won the last eight games against them. And virtually it's the same Indiana State guards that are playing in that game. But, again, they're more mature this year. And I really worry about the freshmen on the road in the conference opener. I heard you and Paxson talking about it. And, and I know Mike Reese talks about it in his pregame show with, with Brian Mullins. Um, the difference between being scouted for a non-conference game and being scouted for a Missouri Valley Conference game. It is a totally different animal, and you can talk, you can prep and practice, you can do all that stuff, but as you know, as a former basketball player, until you get out there on the floor and actually start against these guys who, as you mentioned, know everything about you when you go left, when you go right, when you pause to take a breath, it's a different it's a different situation. And also, too, uh, let me just ask you this, just flat out, in your in gut instinct, does Cook play? Does he start? Does he come off the bench? Does he? I, I told Paxson I would be stunned. The only way I would be really stunned about the Aaron Cook situation is if he doesn't play at all tonight. Yeah, and and I'll I'll even go so far, and I don't know anything, but. I'll be shocked if he doesn't start. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's your guy. And he was ready, as far as I was concerned, because I was at the Missouri game. I saw the pregame workout they put him through at the Missouri game. And if he could go through that, he could play in a game. Um, I think he's more than ready to go. He was chopping at the bit against Simo, But I understand holding him out of that game just because you don't want to get a silly injury before conference. But – this is what you play for. He's a senior. It's his last go around. He's 8-0 against Indiana State. Um, he's got to play. And if, if, I'm, if I'm the head coach, he's my starting point guard. Yeah, me too. I, I think that that's uh, kind of a luxury Brian Mullins has had to kind of play uh, uh, hide-and-seek with uh, Lansing uh, and Indiana State. All right, let's uh, talk about this year in review because it has been, if you start back uh, in January uh, with the SIU basketball situation and how that whole thing ended in St. Louis, uh, March Madness, and Barry Henson uh, kind of surprising everybody with that quick announcement. Didn't wait around. He, he took the bull by the horns. I would say that's where we start in the year in review, huh? Yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been a crazy year, a year that we thought that some things would happen, a year that we didn't think that some things would happen. And it all started back with uh, Barry announcing that he was going to resign way back in the, uh, in the press conference 
after they lost that game at the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Yeah, and some people uh, said that uh, uh, Jerry Kill was even a little surprised that he did it when he did. They didn't have any time to really talk after the game, and, and he went uh, into the press conference, dismissed the players, and got up there and and uh, and did it his way, as Frank Sinatra would sing, uh, and, and was gone. And then the search started for a new basketball coach, and that was interesting. Uh, that was one of the things that filters into the new year, and a lot of people wanted Brian Mullins, and they got Brian Mullins. Yep, and they wanted Brian Mullins a year earlier is when they really wanted Brian Mullins and weren't really sure that he was going to be available after this last uh, basketball season, but he was, and Jerry Kill went out and got him and paid a pretty good price for him, and the Saluki faithful were, I think, extremely pleased overall at, number one, the fact that they didn't use a search committee, that they didn't take their time. Jerry basically was his own committee and got it done and got a coach hired very quickly. And I think to that end of things, people realized that Jerry meant business when he said he was going to be the AD and run this like a Division One program. And a lot of things that Jerry Kill did was just that way. He was the boss, so I think another big part of the year was the shock and the kind of falling in an elevator uh, when Jerry decided all of a sudden and made the announcement that he's leaving again. Yeah, and I think it had to be the perfect situation for him to leave. Number one, it had to be something involving coaching, which obviously it did. And you and I both know Jerry long time. He's a coach. And sitting in an office, um, pushing papers around and making decisions and doing all those things, yeah, it helped him pay some bills, but it's not what he loved to do. He loved to coach, and he stepped away because of his health, His health seemed to be getting back to where he was able to do a lot more things. He was taking better care of himself. And he knew he couldn't be a head coach, at least not right now. And I'll say that with an asterisk. But um, he wanted to coach, and he was given the perfect situation at Virginia Tech and grabbed it. We're talking to uh, Mike Trude. We're doing a year in review for Slukey Athletics. A new sport uh, broke onto the horizon, and it had uh, some big beginnings, women's soccer and some of the early crowds, uh, the the game with SEMO and some of the early home games. Surprised, shocked a lot of people because soccer is a big thing. We didn't know it was that big in southern Illinois. Yeah, well, it's big in southern Illinois. We just didn't know how well it would be attended in southern Illinois. There are thousands of kids that play soccer in southern Illinois, both on the on the girls' and guys' side. And Grant Williams did a great job of getting players from all over the country and getting a lot of southern Illinois flair and people as well. So he had a good balance of girls coming in. It was mostly freshmen spattered in with a few transfers to give them some kind of experience. But that opening game was was actually a lot of fun to be at. Um, Set a record for the Missouri Valley Conference for the first home event for a soccer contest involving the women. And uh, even though they lost the game to SEMO, you could tell that what Grant Williams had done with his recruiting kind of set the foundation for what hopefully 
will be bigger and better things as they go through the next few years. How about the name Deanna Price and what mm. she meant to the SIU um, sports year? Because you talk about being a Saluki, and I, I've seen your TV. You know what is a Saluki? Boy, you could you could throw Deanna. <laughs> oh, that Price. That's you, buddy, with that coffee cup. I see you, and and Deanna Price fits right in there, doesn't she? She is an amazing, amazing person. I'm sure you've met her. I'm sure you've had a chance to talk with her. Charismatic. And she is... She is, she is so positive about everything she does. And what is really nice is she could have easily, you know, followed everybody down to Ole Miss, John Smith and, and Connie Price and, and all those folks because they were the ones who originally got a hold of her and brought her to Southern and, and you know, started her on her trajectory. But she kind of remained loyal to Southern. And what she did had never been done in the history of women's athletics, and that's win an international championship in her hammer throw. No American had ever done that before. All right. Uh, SIU softball, Carrie Blaylock goes to the NCAAs. Yeah, humdrum. <laughs> yep. Kind of what we expect out of Carrie. And it's sad that we expect that from her But she year, raised but the bar so high. She really does, and I think she would she would feel badly if we didn't expect that from her and from Jen and from all of her student athletes. They are such a fun group to watch. They're so competitive. She plays one of the hardest pre-conference schedules of any team in the country year in and year out. She's not afraid to go play anybody anywhere, and she knows sometimes she's going to take her lumps, and sometimes it's going to be turn out right for the Salukis, but it certainly gets them prepared for the conference season. And I know that, that Mike Reese did an interview with her oh, probably about a month ago, maybe a little less than that, and this year's team may be better than last year's team. Yeah. Um, if the pitching holds out, and Carrie believes it will, um, this could be another phenomenal year. But what I love about Carrie is she she's the same after a win or a loss. Nobody, except maybe Jerry Kill, hates to lose more than Carrie Blaylock. Mm-hmm. But you don't notice it. She, she right. carries herself so well. She's such a professional and obviously a phenomenal softball coach. Mike Trude is my guest as we're doing a little wrap-up of SIU Athletics for the year 2019. And, uh, Mike Trude, let's uh, talk about a couple of other sports that got new coaches, uh, volleyball and baseball. There was uh, Jerry Kill, again, uh, his presence evident there as he uh, continued to bring in some new names. Dip into the SEC to get a volleyball coach. And I don't think anybody expected that, but Jerry obviously did his homework, talked with several folks throughout the country, and and found a guy who came in and kind of rejuvenated the program. They, how many five set matches did they play this year? You got your money's worth. You bet. And you went to see the Saluki volleyball team play, and I think that that Ed's going to get even better with the recruiting. He got a late start in recruiting. He has obviously the entire year this year to build for next fall's 2020 uh, class coming in, and uh, that was that was a neat thing to see volleyball get going again, and then baseball brought in a guy from. Uh, Mizzou, and he had coached at Southeast Missouri State as well, so still the Midwest flavor, 
and the recruiting class that he brought in is ranked as one of the tops in the country. Um, so I think things are looking up for Saluki baseball as well. Jerry Kill was a very busy athletic director last year. Yeah, raising money, hiring coaches, fly, crisscrossing the country. Now, as we kind of pull this into one neat little bow, and, and I kind of forced Paxson to say it earlier, but if you had to pick one thing that uh, really highlighted the SIU uh, sports season, has to be the football team when games in November suddenly became very, very relevant. Yeah, and Selection Sunday was relevant once again, even though Southern got bypassed. It's been a long time since we even worried about what was going on on Selection Sunday for the FCS football playoffs, but uh, it was so nice to see Saluki football, as Paxton said, relevant again, playing meaningful games, um, win games that they shouldn't win, win games that they should win, be in contention down the stretch, taking North Dakota State to its toughest regular season game of the year and had a chance in that game to pull off the upset there. And, and I know at the beginning of the year, everybody was thinking, what does Nick Hill have to do? How many wins does he have to get? What does he need to do to, to get himself a new contract? Well, I think he did it. I think he's going to be okay. And it was so nice uh, for those seniors, especially the DJ Davises and the Jeremy Chins and the Jacob Marnins and, and all those guys who put in the blood, sweat, and tears for some four, some five years of the rebirth of Saluki football. And maybe, just maybe, it's back to where next year this team can be a solid contender and not be on the outside looking in. And one of the guys that uh, really was just the surprise baby of, of all, you know, he, he showed up. Uh, Jerry Kill mentioned him a year before uh, when he said, you got to find a spot on the field for this guy. But Javon Williams Jr., now you <laughs> saw him in high school. I yes, saw I him did. in high school. <laughs> Football, basketball. I wouldn't be surprised right now if they're starting to scheme around having Javon Williams be the quarterback back next year. I know that's probably a little bit uh, oversimplification because they're they're drafting some quarterbacks and they've got some people there, but he can literally do everything. And he could in high school too. It didn't matter where he played on the field, didn't matter where he played on the basketball floor. He made something happen every time the ball was in his hands. In football, he'd bring Centralia from behind to win. It, it, I saw him time and time again just single-handedly beat Marion a couple of years in a row, and nobody beat Marion under Kerry you know, Martin. Um, but Javon Williams is a special talent, and, and not only other teams scheming how to stop him, but I'm thoroughly convinced that, that Nick Hill is, is coming up with schemes to get him the ball you know, 10 or 15 more times a game than he did this year because he seems indestructible and such an amazing athlete. And Nick says he's got the best arm of all the quarterbacks that are on the team. It's just can he totally gather that, that system and be a quarterback and do everything else that they want him to do.